This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. I have watched the first episode of Doctor Who Flux, the Halloween apocalypse, and it was set at Halloween, and oh, wow, was there an apocalypse. Um, the Flux apparently is going to destroy everything. Um, this was a chock-a-block episode. Uh, there was a lot going on. <laughs> um, so, we, we met Dan, who... Seemed like he was going to be someone important because, you know, this hairy dog face man, uh, Carvanista, came to get him. And then you found out, no, no, he's just the guy that's paired to that particular uh, bloke. Uh, (laughs) Dog bloke. Each person on Earth has their own dog protector, which was strange. Um, and then uh, Yaz kind of revealed a bit later on that the Doctor's been chasing Carvanista because they ended up over a, 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 the <laughs> the planet with the acid ocean, which I was worried for a moment was going to turn out to be um, Marinus because uh, <laughs> that had an acid ocean way back in the very first series of Doctor Who. The first non-Dalek story that Terry Nation wrote, and it's a doozy. Um, but yeah, so the Doctor has been chasing down Carvanista because he's an operative of the Division, which the Doctor was obviously part of when she was the Ruth Doctor, um, the Fugitive Doctor. So she's obviously not 
like gonna let go of that whole division thing. Um, and then this other weird crystal face dude who was in a prison and then escaped and sucked the life out of people, uh, and then woke up his wife, who was <laughs> no sister. <laughs> Who was living in the Arctic Circle. Um, uh, So, he knew the Doctor from when the Doctor was in the Division and the Doctor remembers nothing. So, this is what I was saying is like like when it happened in The Timeless Children, it opens up this whole level of, you know, things that have happened that have never happened before. Um, Weeping Angels, uh, or just one Weeping Angel, came and got that woman, even though she's going to meet the Doctor in the parts. I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure what's going on there. Anyway, she's been sucked into somewhere by the Weeping Angel. Uh, Sontarans getting ready for something or another. Um, like, there was a lot going on. And, like, the cliffhanger. Like, it was like a, it was a, a six-part cliffhanger. So, we had the end, the destruction of everything by the flux that was coming. But then, hopefully, the the... <laughs> the dog the dog people ships will protect the earth so that's one cliffhanger we had the woman um who worked at the museum that was about to go on a date with Dan she's been sucked into some weird quarry thing with a pool at the bottom um by the crystal face people uh then we had the the woman that got dragged somewhere um, by the Weeping Angel. I suspect she's got, been dragged back to... You know, at the start, there were those two old blokes who were digging underneath Liverpool for something, uh, which they wouldn't really talk about. So that's obviously something that's going to keep going on. Um, I suspect the woman has been dragged by the Weeping Angel to that particular period. Uh, and then... So was the, what, what was her other cliffhanger? Oh, the, the flux about to get into the TARDIS and blow everything up. Um... And Vinda, who uh, is floating around in his spaceship thing. So, Observation Platform Rose, that's an interesting name for that Observation Platform. Like, is it named after the flower or is it named after a character that's been in the show before? That is a question I have. I have many questions. Um, Like, it was fun. Like, the budget is out of control. Like, I feel like... If, if they're going to make six episodes look this spectacular, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather only have six. <laughs> if they're all going to look like this. It looks amazing. Like, it is crazy. Like, from the weird gravity bar opening with the Dr. Banging about Nitro 9, which was Ace's <laughs> explosive of choice back in the Sylvester McCoy era. Um, and then talking about the, uh, what was the planet they were on? <laughs> Was it trapezium or something? Where they were the best in the class at uh, being able to go upside down. (laughs) Uh, Trapezium 7. It was very silly. Um, But yeah, the Doctor getting these weird headaches and being contacted by old mate Crystal Face. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but I'm excited about it. Um, But yeah, so many thoughts and theories. So, uh, oh my God. I don't know how to feel about it all because so much of it is still kind of floating around up in the air. Um, why did the dog face man shrink Dan's house? Um, 
unless that they're about to do that to everyone. But then it was triggered by the Sonic, so that can't be a thing. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, oh, I, I don't even know how to feel about it all. Um, but yeah, it's it's full on. Like the that flux thing is destroying whole planets. That was a brutal scene. The people on the little green people <laughs> on their planet being kind of sucked up into the into the nothingness. Um, so now we know that this is the flux, and that is what we're going to be uh, following for the next five five more episodes. Um, it seems, you know, like everything's already fully in danger. So it's it's hard to see how we can get out of here. I guess the Doctor can go back in time, um, unless the Flux is also doing this throughout history because it just sucked up Vortex energy. Like, you know, there was no tomorrow. It was just like, yeah, nah, that's not going to hurt me. Um, yeah, it's... Oh, my God. Just trying to get my head around it. I loved how uh, how great Yaz has become as a companion. Like, you know, Yaz is now explaining everything to Dan while the Doctor's running off doing things. Yaz is the one getting Dan out of prison, out of his uh, weird cage. It was... <laughs> It was bizarre the way um, Carvinista is a, a dog person uh, and keeps a human in a cage. And I'm like, oh, that's like those poor dogs that sit in cages in apartments. <laughs> I always find it weird to see a dog inside in a cage. It's like, just let it outside. <laughs> it's Dogs in cages I find strange. Um, I used to hate having to put my dog in. Like when you fly into state with your dog, you have to put him in a cage. Uh, and then... They don't look like they like it. Um, anyway, Dan was in a cage. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's like I love Yaz being running around and being, you know, the boss of everything. But because this, there were so many stories starting in this episode, it feels kind of weirdly unfinished. Like, I mean, obviously Halloween's done. Um, there was a Halloween apocalypse. It was quite a big apocalypse. Um, but yeah, like there are a lot of balls in the air. Like I don't really know how any of them are going to land. Uh, but I am excited about them all. Like it is really exciting. So yeah, I am excited about the Doctor trying to chase down whatever the division is. Um, I mean, I'll have to watch it again before the next episode. So, uh, <laughs> so I can really get my head around what's been going on. Um, now, the, the next uh, episode is going to be War of the Sontarans, which is the Sontarans in the Crimean War. So, obviously, the Doctor's going to be able to get back in time. Um, I don't know if that's the... Maybe that's where the Weeping Angels have sucked everyone. I mean, they've only got that one woman. Um, but, yeah, and what did what did Crystal Face want with, with Dan's date from the museum? I just, there are many questions. Like, it's just, really, it's, I have many, many questions and I don't know what's going on. I do like Dan, though, um, and his very heavy Liverpool accent. Uh, I would love your thoughts and theories. How did you feel about it? Like, what do you, what do you think is going on? I'm very confused by the whole thing. Um, send your theories through theory at adamrichard.com.au is my email. Or you can get me on Twitter or Instagram at Adam Richard and Fabulous Adam Richard on Facebook. Um, I have a very special guest coming up this week, Rove McManus. Uh, the host of Whovians will be joining me for an episode to 
talk all things uh, the Halloween apocalypse, but, you know, he's probably got as many questions as I do. But I'm very excited about all of this nonsense going on. Uh, All right. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, in case you haven't watched it yet. I should have done that at the start, not at the end. Uh, Timey-wimey. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.